Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show today. I'm Ross Morasso with my guest today, my returning guest, Randy (laughs) Swain. He is an executive coach and founder of Coaching for Relevance, and you can find him at all places, coachingforrelevance.com. That's F-O-R, relevance.com. Randy, welcome back to the show. I'll tell you what, Ross, good to be back again. Good to see you. So you had said that you had a picture or something you wanted to show me. What's going on? Yeah, what it is is I'll just share this because obviously a lot of what we talk about is aspects and images and visions, if you will, of leadership. And um, and uh, uh, some of the leaders may know, I think maybe last year I mentioned it in, a, in, a, in one of the shows, I don't remember, but I'm working on my doctorate work, but I'm actually bringing it back focused to a university here in um, the U.S., which I'm very aligned with, very appreciative of. And um, they had a function where one of the things that they wanted to do um, is they created a scenario and they wanted us to, uh, each individual candidate, to uh, uh, send in a two to three page outline of how they would approach this if this was sort of part of their thesis and everything, which it's very central to mine kind of thing. And and the story was, and I'll just share this very quickly, but the short the story on that very uh, shortly said, and it, and it highlighted the aspect in today's world of trying to make it so that your people don't want to leave your organization, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what it was was it talked about the, the – uh, and this was actually in an article – and it uh, talked about creating a um, a central program that your comp- that your organization can adopt, which basically totally focuses on um, you know the, the 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 employees' perception and things of that nature and all this. But it was just a program. And one of the things that I included in 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 my response to him is I said that's a great thing, but. There's a key aspect of it, and this brings together the aspect of coaching, but also mm. of the neuroscience aspect that I bring. I said, if your managers are not real leaders, they're not going to model that for the people. And one of the things that I pointed out, we've all seen this, that people don't leave your company because of the mission or because of frustration or anything like that. They leave because of poor leadership, typically. Not money. And not not money usually yeah and so so all of those kind of things and i brought this whole thing out and and i shared uh in here i think i shared this on a previous show some time ago but uh one of my fraternity brothers from uh, ROTC and i we were stationed at the same uh air force base this was back around 1981 you know kind of thing so about 42 years ago or something and um and we were just having uh, dinner today, a casual dinner, you know, kind of thing, just chatting about our time in the fraternity and all this sort of stuff. And one of the things we were exploring with each other is what makes somebody in the military throw themselves on a grenade mm. to sacrifice their life to protect their team. And the answer that we came up with was really this, and I think this is dead on target. The one thing that makes somebody willing to do that is the fact that they know that if the tables were turned, everybody, you know, other people would do the same thing for them. 
and and there was that aspect of the synergy in there and one of the things that i brought out in this um in my little response uh, that that i submitted was that it's a good idea to to try to create a program like that but one of the things that is so missing in a lot of organizations today is they just focus on this concept and then the managers because often they don't understand true leadership you know they they have this aspect of um of okay it's my job to just make you do this because this is what the company wants to do you know kind of thing and if you do that you're missing the boat you're missing the boat and your people are not experiencing that oneness they're not experiencing your belief in them you're they're not experiencing your trust in them and your teamwork with them and your ability to help them you know kind of thing when it's tough and things like that and all those things are missing and so the point that i brought out which is really a key part where my thesis is is going is this aspect of um you know it's not sufficient to just create a program because if your managers are not really modeling it well in your teams you're you're not going to you know decrease the turnover you know the people are still going to leave they're they're not going to be satisfied they're not going to feel valued and they're and they're going to go somewhere else and so the 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 purpose of it was good and i told them it's a good idea to do this but you got to realize that the solution to that is a lot bigger than most people realize because your people have to your managers need to realize that they're leaders and understand how they need to lead and develop their teams so that their people sense and experience from their managers that part of it and in all of this to make that synergy so it was very uh, it was just very interesting on that now obviously in really doing that you're bringing an aspect of coaching, which is, of course, a key part of what I'm bringing to my thesis, but also a, a neuroscience awareness, which I have, to understand how you're getting the brain involved. Because if I, if your manager comes up to you and points your finger at him, because, hey, we're supposed to be doing this kind of thing, then you do that in a, such a way that it causes their brain to release norepinephrine, guess what? That's the fight or flight. They're going to fire you. They're going to fight you. They're going to leave. If they, if you do it in such a way that it, that it brings, uh, um, you know, dopamine, it has a tendency to make them rewarded for where they're going. Uh, you know, serotonin, a lot of times, like I say, that can be sort of the, the oxytoxin and all that, really. The oxytoxin is the chemical that our brain releases so that we feel one with the group. We, we have a sense of social approval in our group. So let me you ask know, you about this for some clarification on this. So sure. one could always just simply say when you're talking to your team as a leader, you need to be inspiring. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So and I would What imagine, does that mean though? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if, yeah, but exactly. I, I would agree that if people happen to be inspired, they're probably not feeling stress and anxious. They're probably feeling this oneness that you're talking about. So with your thesis and what you're bringing forward, are you now shedding light on sort of the mechanics biologically of our human being machinery that is happening so that you can, you know, specifically explain like this is what is going on and why it's important to be inspiring or empowering or what have you. And and how leaders need to do that. And it's not like and one of the things that I included in this document and this is part of the art form of exactly what you're bringing up is guess what? 
every single person on your team is a little different. Mm. So as a leader, you have to understand each person. You can't say, hey, listen, this worked with him, so by gosh, I'm going to do it to you. It's your fault if it doesn't work for you. No, this person's different. How do you connect with each individual person in a way where you can help build that and make them sense that and feel that? And whatever program you have, it's a great thing for an organization to want to reduce the turnover and make people feel valued and, and, and want to be a part of the team. Uh, but it's a whole other thing from the manager's perspective of how are you really doing that? Are you really inspiring that? But that a lot of that is the, the heart of where my thesis is going to bring all of that aspect to it to find how leaders and, and where I'm primarily taking it is in aviation. But guess what? It's true in any leadership area. And um, uh, are you are you uh you know, aware of how you may need to rethink something. One of the things that comes up something. that comes up for me right away yeah. is right off the rip, doing bulk speeches to the entire team now I think needs to have, be looked at. Because if everybody has different personalities, a one and done is not going to do it. And I know for a lot of leaders and managers who are very busy, right? I mean, they want to be yep. able to do their 15-minute speech to everybody and think that they've accomplished something. But I guess I'm wondering now, part of your thesis is saying, sorry, all you want to be successful or not, because you're going to have to at least, at least break people down into chunks, if not one-on-one at times. Do you go into that? Yeah. And and in fact, it, it, one of the things I would say is, are there times when you got to just show that little 15-minute thing of, of, of talking to the team? Yeah, there's times where you got to do that. But when you're talking to them, are you truly aware of the nonverbal communication you're seeing? Mm-hmm. Are you truly aware of the the verbal communication in in what people are responding with? What what are they? What questions are they asking? What um, you know all of that, uh, and also how are you really communicating it? What is your nonverbal communication as you communicate it? Ah. And 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 so all of that comes into play with this when you're trying to make people feel valued in being in your team. Make it so that they want to be a part of this, and 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 that's a key part of this. And in and, um, and I know there's several uh, aspects where, uh, as we were talking and communicating with some of the um, uh, uh, deans and stuff there, they uh, they had some very interesting questions that we were able to respond to and all. And um, you know, one of the one of the questions, and I think you actually had a question that, that was related to this, and I'll let you ask it, but. It was, he, one of the questions he asked me was, you know, how do you handle it if, if one um, uh, person on your team is really resisting or struggling or whatever, you, you, you see that going on, you know, kind of thing. And one of the things that I told them was, and it's very aligned with what we're talking about here, that if, the, if, if none of this was even aware of until this moment now let's face it we all have a circumstance and people on our team have a circumstance where you know what they would have never expected this it's almost catastrophic you know uh uh, one of their children uh is in the hospital and it's really bad Mm. you know i mean yeah that's gonna be something you know And, and and you know who knows 
But but the bottom line is, and one of the things that I told them was, I said, if you are not aware of it at the point of attack there, then as a leader, you have not done your job for the last six months. Because as the, the this aspect that we're talking about of building this in doesn't happen at the point of attack when a stress comes in. It happens in the team along the way. And, and, you know, if you, if you lead your team in such a way that they begin to believe this and they start to live it, you know, when something's, you know, hard comes on scene, then first of all, you know better how to react in a way that's effective. But you also, you know, can, can communicate it in a way where they know who you are and they don't take things personally in the situation perhaps. And that's one of the things that I told them is I said, if you're waiting until right now where you got to kind of point fingers or something, you've not done your job for the last six months because the last it's the journey through that whole journey that helps me develop this aspect in our team and help them get a sense of who I am. What am I modeling? You know what? And they get to the point where a, a challenge comes on field and they go, I want to be a part of this. I want to help us get through this, you know, and and I don't have to say a lot because the development part of it has been all along the way. And so it's just a key part of that when you're talking about people that have struggles. And if you get somebody that's really um, coming up and, and resisting something or something like that, guess what? As a leader, you got to find out what's really going on because it could be that they're just – I don't like this. You know what? If that's all it is and they're playing control freak games, then okay, you got to kind of step in. But on the other hand, there may be some hidden factors in there that you didn't realize. And if you kind of worked along the way with these people, you at least have a sense of who they are and what, you know, what they're really about. And if you get somebody who's been a real team player for the whole time and all of a sudden comes up to a struggle point, you know, there, it, it may not be that. So, so there's a lot of aspects when you're talking about leadership in that, and this aspect of the neuroscience and and how things get in the way and all that, and what I truly need to do to find out the truth of this, as opposed to just saying, "Well, do what I say or get lost," you know, kind of thing. You know, uh, which is sort of the old school way of doing it, kind of thing. And um, but that's that's a key aspect that we're talking about here you've got to be able to do that and that's one of the things that i told the the uh the guy that asked the question i said you know if if you you know don't know if you don't have some clarity on the journey and and what's really going on here with this person you probably haven't done your job over the last six months as a leader and so it's just some aspect of that so for those of you who didn't catch us at the top of the show here, I'm talking to Randy Swaim as my guest today. He is the founder and exec- executive coach and founder of Coaching for Relevance. And you can look him up if you want to engage with him at coachingforrelevance.com. And so, Randy, with one of the uh, – what you're talking about here, yeah, my question uh-huh. in terms of what you were saying about if you have people that seem tough to motivate, adding in the additional component – that you as a manager or whatever, you know they can do the job. Like you know they're smart, you know their skills are good, mm-hmm. and the performance isn't there, right? Like we can all mm-hmm. see a scatterbrain. They probably have a messy yeah. car and a messy house and are just always late and things like that. That's its own thing. 
But for these people who are disengaged and you are just always baffled because I know this person could be brilliant, but they're just Mm -hmm. never bringing the heat. Mm -hmm. engaging those people and so one of the things i think i've heard you say step one start talking to them right yeah bingo connect with them in a sense and and ask the right questions Mm. you know it it's yeah yeah you know when you connect with them and they start interacting with you a little bit then you can ask the right questions that will help uncover what it is that's standing in their way of being able to go forward and they may not even be totally aware of it to be honest with you, in today's world, they may not be totally aware of it, but if you can give them a sense where they're experiencing you're interested in them, and you know what? Randy actually believes that I can do this. He's not threatening me. He's connecting with me. He's talking to me. You know, he must think I can really do this, and you can get that out, and sometimes when you start to get a sense of what the person is struggling with, or or has a doubt in or something like that, then you can kind of ask them the questions that help them lead to the point of overcoming that roadblock. Do you need and, to, and, as a leader, to huge. level it out with them to basically say, listen, it's just you and me here, and mm-hmm. uh, you have total freedom? Because sometimes they might have various grievances about the companies, structures yep. that are going on, and, and even though they are, they're trying to ask them what's going on, they probably know, or at least you'll probably discover with them, but they may want, not want to say, you know, some of the things that are going on. So is, there, is that important, though? Like, if you just want to be a good leader, like, listen, if it's on the mind and it's getting in the way of the team and our success, I've got to create the space for people to be able to discuss these things. Yes, absolutely. And, in fact, you remember one of the ways that I was – and it's a good picture of that – one of the ways that I was chosen to be the uh, site manager and the contract representative for Griffiths Air Force Base for our detachment there was that uh, I think I'm, I shared with you before that the the manager before me had created a, uh, a journal in which he wrote down everything that everybody did that he didn't like. And I mean, it was names, dates, times, you name it kind of thing. Well, guess what? Somebody found it and it was like, oh gosh, the synergy just tanked overnight, you know, kind of thing. And the, the headquarters, the, the guy that was the director of the worldwide program for the Air Force, uh, uh, training that we were doing, um, uh, you know, called me at home one day and he said, would you have a conversation? And I said, well, listen, is this on the record or off the record? But mm. this is a good picture of what you're talking about, and it's just one example. And I and I and I, and I said, is this on the record or off the record? And this is what he said. He said, "Well, technically, Randy, it's on the record, but my commitment to you, and you know me." And I said, "I do. I know you." And he said, "My commitment to you is I will not share anything you tell me without your permission." I said, "Fair enough. We'll have a conversation." And what was amazing is that the. Uh, uh, and I think I shared this before that uh, there came a time where he said, well, what do you think is needed down there? And very much with what you're talking about there, I said, these people need to realize that our office space and our ops area and all that is our living room. And I said, as long as there's no clients there or no military personnel there or anything like that, they can say anything they want to say about the company, about the scheduler, about me, about the the maintenance about anything and they will never hear it again. And he said, 
wow, that's different. And I said, I know it is. And he said, why do you say that? And here's what I told him. I said, well, first of all, I want them to feel that this is our living room. And if they feel like they need to vent, I want them venting here instead of at 35,000 feet where safety is paramount. And he said, well, boy, that sounds pretty smart. And I said, I thought so. And I said, but the second reason is is uh, is uh, even more important. And he said, what's that? And I said, the second reason is because – you know, they, I need to be able to know with the bark on how they feel and what they're struggling with. Doesn't mean I can always do something about it, but I have to be able to, I have to be willing to listen to it. And he said, wow. And after about five seconds of dead quiet, he said, would you go down there and do that? And I said, are you asking me what I think you're asking me? He said, yes, I am. And I was basically appointed the the new site manager for that place and stuff but this is a picture of what you're talking about you know the people have to know that they can that your manager guess what your leader you're part of the team too you know that you're not just the dictator you're you're part of the team too and 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 working with the team is is very different and so when you're talking about that, but that's a key aspect of leadership, which is very different than just the dictatorial old school managerial mindset, which says, I'm just going to tell you what to do. You do it, shut your brain off and do what I tell you to do kind of thing. And and I'm saying that a little bit with a joke, but there's mm-hmm. some of that out there and everything. But um, But leadership is a lot deeper than that. And it's a lot more beneficial to that. And it gets better results. And... Uh, like I said, if you have, if you, if you want to reduce the turnover because your people want to be a part of what's going on here, one of the key ways that you do that is in their experience. How you connect with them. Are you really leading with them? Do they feel like you certain, you know, have a tendency to believe in them? Now, if there's somebody that's just really getting goofy, you know, because they're arrogant and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know what? There may come a time when you have to kind of let them go. That does happen sometimes. But have you done what you can before then to give them the best option? And and so all of that comes into play when you're talking about true leadership. And it's a lot different and a lot deeper and a lot uh, you know bigger than most people realize. You know, taking it from like a, just a military like analogy or example, mm-hmm. I wonder how often – uh, people get disempowered or team members can start to disengage if they don't understand the why, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, we know that we have to follow orders, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that we are an employee and they're the boss and there are things going to be required of us. But they say, we have to take that hill. Okay, well, why? Now, like, yeah. right? And I, I wonder where the balance is for a leader in opening the space to be able to explain some of the why, Mm-hmm. while still ensuring that you don't have a free-for-all in that you don't get to why the why, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 that's true. When life is at stake, you know, that's a big part of the why, but yeah, that's true. And you know what? There's times where the leader has to get out in front and say, let's go, let's do it, you know, kind of thing, instead of just sit in the back and tell people. But I'll share a quick story with you, like understanding the the real why, there was this one guy, I don't remember if I've shared with it before, but uh, when I was at the 4th Tech Fighter Wing in uh, uh, back in the day, in the early 80s, um, we had this uh, young man in our squadron, but he would 
basically when he was getting ready to go fly, he would write down, um, you know, continuous details of what he was supposed to do. And the, and, and he had a reputation in the, in the squadron that people didn't think that he had the knowledge that he was supposed to have and it, and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, the squadron commander pulled him aside one time and said, you know what? He said, this may end your career. That's not my intention, but we got to get this checked out. So he said, I've made an appointment with you over at the medical facility. And he went over there. And what they discovered, because it was about a day later that the squadron commander called all of us aviators into the squadron room. And we're all in there. And he stepped up on stage and he said, guys, I want to tell you something. And this particular individual, the story was that when he was at pilot training, he had to eject out of his T-38 and he got injured on the landing and he had to stay on the side of the mountain for about, I think if I remember correctly, it was about two and a half days before they found him and rescued him. But because of the, the damage in that, he survived on the mountain for two and a half days, and be, but because of the injury he had it affected his brain a little bit and man i want to tell you something the people's belief in him changed that quick now he did he had to get out of the air force you know he he couldn't continue as a as a pilot and stuff but but it's kind of what you're doing are you aware of that what do you need to do and how do you do that in such a way where they're not just thinking that you're threatening or playing games like this and if you're narcissistically arrogant comes across bad but uh but i'll tell you what that guy when he the, the next time after that when he came back in the squadron people were walking up to him and shaking hands and all this sort of stuff because they knew what the real story was behind it like you said the why of this and um uh, and people really ga- gained a new insight into his courage his resilience to survive uh, there until somebody found him and and things like that and so it, it's just sort of a little bit of a picture of what you're talking about just sort of an image uh, but you know as a leader there's times where you got to kind of sort out the why and have clarity on the why so that you can communicate it and make it such that like if you are going into a battle or something so that you can do it in such a way that your team wants to do this wants to follow you into it and that's a big aspect of leadership. And when you're talking about leading your teams in a rapidly changing environment, are you ready to do that? Uh, are you really doing that effectively in your team? And I just leave that for the people that are listening. Um, uh, are you are you doing that effectively? What do you need to do differently to enhance that in your team? Randy, that is a fabulous place to uh, leave the show for the day. But before we go, tell everybody again, uh, the places where they can look you up. Okay. Uh, well, you mentioned it, coachingforrelevance.com. Um, and it's uh, if you go down to the bottom of the page, it has my contact information on there and all that. So you can give me a call uh, to my cell phone or send an email. Uh, I'm also on social media. I'm on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook and all that. And um, and uh, really, it's just uh, you can also check me out on my YouTube. And, uh, but, uh, and, and as... I mentioned before, uh, I don't do sales pitches. I build relationships. If somebody has a need, yeah, we'll come up with something. But uh, but uh, I don't do cold calls. So if you just want to have a conversation, we'll do that. And I found you on YouTube by searching Coaching for Relevance, and then bam, 
You were Thank plastered you. all over my page, so that's as easy as people can find you, Randy. So, Randy Sally. Flame, thank you again for joining us today. I do hope we will be able to continue our conversations. Fascinating as always, Randy Swaim, coaching for relevance, executive and now you know international coach, and I look forward to seeing more about this thesis that you are putting together. So, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you again. And thank you all for joining us and tuning in. I am Ross Morasso. Until next time. Hello, I'm Randy Swain. I'm a Marshall Goldsmith Certified Executive Coach and the founder for Coaching for Relevance. Our vision is to bring freedom to potential in all that is across our path. And one of the things we really want to do, which is aligned with our aviation background, is to help teams and leaders break free of the gravitational forces that are holding them back and their success back and help them soar to their altitudes. So that's our passion, and that's what we're all about. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.